I'm Megan Skidmore, and this is Beyond the Shadow of Doubt. I am a woman, daughter, sister, spouse, mother, life coach, and person of faith on a mission to normalize asking questions and allowing doubts, not only in a faith journey, but in all aspects of life. Join me in bringing this traditionally taboo topic out of the shadows of shame and into the sunlight. I'm a firm believer that we normalize through more talking and having more discussion. When we're more authentic about our journey, we are more powerful because shame has no power in the face of authenticity. Come join me in Hopeful Spaces, a Dallas Hope Charities component of Hopeful Discussions, which is sponsored by Mercedes-Benz Financial Services USA. Hopeful Spaces is a monthly parent, caregiver, and ally support group facilitated by Megan Skidmore Coaching. To join is free. Simply send an email to chc at dallashopecharities.org. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode, Beyond the Surface, Spiritual Wounds Part 1. Today I wanted to speak to this concept of each of us having spiritual wounds. It has lingered with me ever since listening to episode 113 on the At Last She Said It podcast in December. And this is when Susan Hinckley and Cynthia Winward chat with Catherine Knight Sontag, who is the author of The Mother Tree, Discovering the Love and Wisdom of Our Divine Mother. Incidentally, At Last She Said It podcast is a fellow Dialogue Journal Podcast Network member. The focus of the episode was on, quote, the mother wound, and it left me deep in thought about the presence of other spiritual wounds. So what is a spiritual wound defined? Dr. Allison Cook explains, a spiritual wound is a type of wound that disrupts your relationship with God or your spiritual practices. According to the National Wellness Institute Journal, spiritual wounds may commonly take the form of disconnection with that which brings meaning and joy in one's life, disconnection with self and others, and diminished sense of self-value and worth. This is a topic worth our attention. To quote Catherine in the preface of The Mother Wound, discovering the love and wisdom of our Divine Mother. She says, I believe asking questions and exploring possibilities are indispensable ways to show love and reverence for revealed truth. I appreciate so much how Catherine is leading by asking questions and exploring possibilities. So I've been doing some of my own, reading and researching more online and have added to the limited knowledge base and understanding that I personally have. So I'm hopeful that what I have to share today is a clear and concise way of diving a little deeper into this topic of spiritual wounds. So first consider that spiritual wounds occur within us, inside our psyche, our heart, our soul, and aren't necessarily physically obvious. This is in stark contrast to physical wounds that are visible on the surface of the skin, for instance. Spiritual wounds require us to go beyond the surface, to look or explore a little deeper. Similar to physical wounds, they are caused by others. 
or external sources. And also similarly to physical wounds, with spiritual wounds, we only have control over what we do with or about them moving forward. We can dwell on them, but that is less likely to help us make constructive progress. I also add that this is certainly not to say that one shouldn't allow whatever time is necessary and needed in order for the wound to heal. Whether we're talking about a spiritual or a physical wound, it would complicate or even worsen the situation to try to force healing or to impose one's opinion of the best course of action for another to heal. It's going to be different for every person and no one else gets to tell you to hurry up. You set the time frame um, and the process of healing is not linear. When I was young, growing up in Arizona, we took swimming lessons every single summer. And on this particular day of lessons at the Chandler Public Pool, we were practicing our diving off the diving boards. While climbing out of the deep end, I used the metal ladder there that only the swimming pools of yesteryear had. Terrifying. And there was a jagged edge that I didn't see, and I sliced the skin open on my forearm. So lots of weeping and wailing. Um, I was young, and it was the first time that I had to get stitches. I still have the scar from this very fateful day, which translation, there was a lot more crying than there was blood. (laughs) But I digress. So without proper care, such as cleaning the wound, application of antiseptic, putting a butterfly bandage on it, until I could get to an outpatient care where they would stitch me up, the wound would be vulnerable to exposure to germs or whatever other elements or circumstances may arise. The risk for infection, additional pain, and possibly even more physical damage was high until properly cared for and given the right environment in which to heal. For a spiritual wound, a scar most certainly remains but usually not visible in the same way. It's the proverbial scar, invisible to human eyes, yet we can feel it, even though we may not understand what it is that's causing us pain. I think it worthy of note to mention that there will never be a full restitution to the original state, as is evidenced by the scar left behind when we get a physical wound. Notice I didn't say there will not be a resuming of function or the ability to progress. Simply that the very nature of the experience of getting the wound affects us and leaves a mark and we are forever changed, be it physical or spiritual. Even though there will never be 100% restitution to the original condition, as I illustrated through the scar metaphor, there can be growth. When the spiritual wound slash pain is held, cared for, channeled, harnessed, addressed, or treated in a healing way, healthy growth can occur. If the opposite is true, then one is spiritually at risk for, quote, infection, deeper pain, and further damage, possibly more so than the original wound itself. My hope today was to give some context to and describe what is a spiritual wound. It sets the stage to continue 
this exploration of spiritual wounds in some upcoming episodes. I am going to talk a little bit more about the mother wound, which was addressed in the At Last She Said It podcast, episode 113. And I specifically want to share the impressions that I received as I listened. Impressions about other potential spiritual wounds. Why is this important? Why is it important to talk about spiritual wounds? In an abstract entitled Spiritual Wounding and Affliction, Facilitating Spiritual Transformation and Social Justice Work, written by Edward Crook, MSW, PhD, Associate Professor, the University of British Columbia School of Social Work and Family Studies in Vancouver, BC, he wrote, spiritual wounding is the violation of the sacred or spiritual core in human beings, harm experienced at the deepest level of one's being. This assumes first that a, quote, spiritual core exists in human beings, and this core can be damaged by external conditions. And second, that such damage amounts to a spiritual wounding that leads to a, quote, spiritual affliction. When one's life is damaged or destroyed by some wound or privation due to others' actions or negligence, deep wounding may occur that, in a sense, goes beyond physical harm, psychological torment, and social exclusion, but is contained in all of these. The state of spiritual affliction transcends all other forms of suffering and induces an inertia such that those experiencing the condition are typically viewed as responsible for their situation, and the social conditions that led to spiritual harm are largely ignored. This is me not ignoring spiritual wounds. I invite you to consider what spiritual wounds you have seen or experienced, either personally or perhaps collectively within a faith community. Maybe it's only been inklings and you're not sure, but you've had the thought that I feel some pain there. I feel a wound of some kind or something along those lines. Identifying spiritual wounds may be difficult to do, especially in the beginning. Awareness is the first step to healing. And that is where I can help. Having trauma-informed mental health support is a proactive approach. In the same way you get oil changes for your vehicle regularly to keep it functioning properly, regularly caring for your mental health through meeting with a life coach helps you more optimally function. It builds your mental fitness. It helps you maintain it and increases the likelihood of improved life outcomes. Shoot me an email to get on a complimentary, no obligation call to get started. In the meantime, thanks so much for being here. Until next time, I so look forward to you joining me. I'm currently hosting a podcast giveaway. To enter, simply leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and upload a screenshot to my Google Doc. Share this giveaway with a friend, and if your friend's name is drawn, you both win a $100 gift card. The link to enter, including to the Google Doc, is in the show notes or in the bio of my Instagram profile. 
visit meganskidmorecoaching.com where you can find this podcast as well as additional free resources. Check the podcast show notes on any platform for links to sources cited. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram for more and to send me a DM. To help the podcast grow, please follow, rate, and review, as well as share it with a friend. Beyond the Shadow of Doubt is a proud member of the Dialogue Podcast Network, which is a part of the Dialogue Journal found at dialoguejournal.com forward slash podcast network. Founder Eugene England was a Mormon writer, teacher, and scholar who wrote, My faith encourages my curiosity and awe. It thrusts me out into relationship with all creation and encourages me to enter into dialogue. My hope is that this podcast is an extension of that vision. Thanks for being here. Until next time.